8th Main Street. Can't make the meeting? Follow Sheridan Main Street Project on Facebook and Instagram or visit the City of Sheridan's website. Thank you for your patience and understanding. Your business deserves a strong partner. First Federal Bank and Trust provides cash management services to help your business collect, disperse, and manage funds. Whether you need merchant services or positive pay fraud protection, our team will find the tools that best support your business. Contact a cash management officer today by visiting efirstfederal.bank. First Federal Bank and Trust is your partner in success. Member FDIC. Are you excited about summer in the Bighorns or are you a little worried about wildlife encounters? Take the Wildlife Encounters for Dummies quiz and let's see if you'll survive your next encounter. Presented by Mandy Koltiska with Century 21 BHJ Realty. Here's a quick example for you. Let's say you're peacefully camping when a group of mischievous raccoons tries to steal your food. Do you A. Invite them over and offer them a beer? B. Throw food over at the campers in the adjacent camp spot, hoping they'll follow it. Or C. Start fishing and show them how to bait a hook. Time's up. The correct answer is... Uh, I guess you'll have to take the quiz to find out. Wildlife Encounters for Dummies. Will you survive your next encounter? Sponsored by Mandy Coltiska with Century 21 BHJ Realty. Remember, it's all fun and games until a drunked-out bear hits up your campsite. Stay safe out there. Take the quiz for a chance to win amazing prizes at SheridanMedia.com. At Carpet Design, their showroom showcases the latest in carpeting, luxury vinyl, tile, laminate, as well as all types of hardwood flooring. You'll see what's new in color, texture, and technology. If your flooring is showing its age or you just are ready to make a change, come see what's new and exciting at Carpet Design. Every Saturday from 10 to 3, take 20% off on flooring in the warehouse. Large selection, too. Free estimates, 643 Riverside Street, Carpet Design. Staying on top of your tax and accounting records doesn't have to be a struggle. I'm Patrick Sucher. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional solutions and outstanding value for over 30 years. Whether you're interested in QuickBooks consulting, monthly accounting, payroll preparation, or tax preparation, Harker Mellinger is the solution for your tax and accounting needs. Call us today. Your initial consultation is always free at Harker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. When you hear the name Noah's Auto Glass, what do you think of? Do you realize that we can service more than just passenger vehicles? Hi, this is Cindy. Here at Novus, we can repair and replace glass in semi-trucks, farm equipment, construction equipment, RVs, and classic vehicles. We can even come to you. If your restoration project has gotten overwhelming, we can help get you over the top. Stop in or call today to make an appointment. Novus Auto Glass, 347 North Main, 672-0139. Whenever asked, our local businesses, ranches, and individuals always come through to help our local youth. The Battle of the Bighorns Livestock Show is just one such organization these folks are helping. Thank you to MTR Ranch Supply and Reeves Livestock of Buffalo, Murdoch Realty, Novus Auto Glass, Olmstead Cattle Company, and the Peterson Family Cattle of Buffalo. Visit these businesses and tell them thank you for their support. Battle of the Bighorns, May 27th and 28th at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, 
your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. This morning I am joined by the Director of Institutional Communications at the University of Wyoming, Mr. Chad Baldwin. Good morning, Chad. Morning, Floyd. How's spring treating you down in Laramie? Uh, it's just beautiful. Just been been great. Everything's green and nice and and uh, a little bit of rain here and there. It's it's been great. Yeah, I feel uh I feel like we were robbed of our our spring this year a little bit. Uh even though everything looks amazing right now, it's not going to be very long before everything starts to dry out. Yeah, that 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 always happens more quickly than we'd like. Now, uh the university just received I think the largest single competitive award in your history, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, four forty point five million dollars uh, from the U.S. Department of Energy. Now, Chad, this award deals with carbon capture. Uh, could you kind of catch us up on on that field of uh, industry? Sure. So, you know, we know that the state of Wyoming has actually been a, a leader on this uh, under previous governors, our current governor, uh, uh, legislature. Um, we, we have, you know, um, a regulatory uh, system in place for carbon capture and storage. And the university has been doing research for a number of years to, uh, to, to you know, identify places that where carbon could be stored underground and how to do that. And, and uh, so uh, one of the projects has been going on for several years up by Gillette uh, near the uh, Dry Fork Station power plant. And now this new award is for one in southwest Wyoming. Um, in uh, in uh, western Sweetwater County, to, for for a, a, a carbon storage hub there as well. And what exactly is UW's role in the development of all of this infrastructure? So this is uh, we're we're all about the scientific part of it. So I, I, how how do you do it? Where can you do it? And then and then going into a little bit into the commercial commercialization stage of it. So it's a research and, and development project. And so we have a, a, a private partners in, in both of these cases. Um, uh, so companies that, that, are, that are poised to then take the technology that we've developed and, uh, and the work that we've, scientific work we've done, and, and then go commercial with it. And so that's a, uh, it's, a, it's an actual profitable industry. Now, how is the forty point five million going to be utilized, and uh, is this going to be spent pretty quickly, or is this something that we're going to be able to draw from for quite a while? So this will be uh, over a period of several years. It's and uh, and it's uh, this is based for you know people to do the the scientific work, and then also um, like has happened up by Gillette, actually the drilling of a well, and then analysis of the geology to make sure that. Uh, that what we you know we know what we're getting to uh, underground, and to make sure that the the places are there to to go ahead and inject uh, DO2. So it's uh, it's people, it's uh, it's uh, um, you know actual on the ground work, uh, and uh, uh, it's just a, a fairly comprehensive effort all, all the way around. Now, when it comes to just exactly what we can use this stuff for, Chad, has the university, to your knowledge, developed anything, uh, any application of this carbon? Well, I mean, so, so um, uh, you know, 
we, we know, of course, carbon is, is captured in, uh, already at, uh, at places like the Exxon does so at the Shoot Creek Natural Gas Processing Plant in, in western Wyoming. Um, there are, uh, there's a company that's uh, uh, coming to the state that's planning to do direct air capture, uh, uh, getting carbon, pulling it out of the air. And, uh, you know, right, it's used in enhanced oil recovery around the state. Uh, so that, that those uses already take place. This is a matter of, uh, um, of inject putting it into underground um, spaces, and and so it's not going up in the air, and up in the atmosphere. And uh, th- th- that's not happening, to my knowledge, in anywhere in Wyoming yet. But we're proving out the concept, and uh, and I think it's probably just a matter of uh, of a few years before we actually see that happening in the state. So essentially, being able to capture carbon from the atmosphere around us and storing it under pressure in large voids underground. That's right. That's right. And the one in western Wyoming, in addition to the direct air capture piece, uh, there's also uh, you know the, the, the big Trona industry in that part of the state that produces quite a lot of CO2 and the idea is we're working with that industry to capture the carbon that they would emit in their mining process and uh, and put it underground. Now, is that the only uh, other industry within the state that will be affected by this research? Because this sounds like this is pretty far-reaching. Yeah, of course, the big one is, is the coal industry, and that's what the Dry Fork Station uh, power plant, right, coal-fired electrical generation. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, I think there's potential for others, but those are that's the Trona and, and Coal Industries, and then this direct air capture company that I understand at, at this point. That's uh, that's what this is for. But certainly, uh, um, there's potential for more down the road. You know, this it with all of this potential, and and obviously something that we probably have to do as a society. Um, are there going to be more opportunities? for UW students to pursue jobs within this developing industry of carbon capture? Absolutely, Floyd. As a matter of fact, we have a in our School of Energy Resources a carbon management certificate program that's open that just has just become available. Oh, wow. So we have that training program in place through our School of Energy Resources to prepare people for jobs in this industry. So that's amazing. Someone can literally dedicate their lives and, and their careers to helping to further this industry along and the environment. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, we're the, the state of Wyoming and the University of Wyoming are the cutting edge of this uh, uh, as you look around the country and around the world. Uh, we're, we're, this is one of the areas where we are one of the real leaders in the whole world. And I think, you know, that that award, uh, even, you know, it's it's money. But at the same time, this is really uh, an example uh, or, you know, proving that, yes, we are kind of the tip of the spear on this uh, with the handing over of, you know, forty point five million dollars. That's that's nothing to just bat an eye at. That's a heck of a lot of money. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we, uh, there were nine projects that got this money from the Department of Energy. The total amount that the DOE is giving, uh, is distrib- distributing is $242 million. Wow. Our, our $40.5 million is the largest award of all of those nine. That's incredible. 
Uh, and and it's fantastic to hear. You know, it's it's helping the environment and at the same time. It's developing infrastructure, and it's it's laying the groundwork for an entire industry right here in the Cowboy State. I'm going to switch gears on you real quick, Chad. What is the true deanship? Yeah. So um, uh, we have now at the University of Wyoming. Uh, Three of our college deans are in what we call endowed uh, deanships, where they, uh, uh, there's been a, a very substantial gift given to the university. In exchange for that, then the name of that deanship is for the, the family. The new one is, is the H.A. Uh, Dave True Jr. Family College of Business Deanship. So our College of Business Dean now is, uh, is, is the, uh, it has this endowed position. Um, the other that previously were announced is we have the uh, the L. Bogan Deanship in our College of Education and the Carroll Family Deanship in the College of Engineering and, Fer- Engineering and Physical Sciences. But those were announced previously. The new one just announced last week was the True Family Deanship for our College of Business. And and uh, lots of people know the True Family. They're, they're uh, based primarily in Natrona County, although they certainly have uh, a property and a presence around the state, uh, longtime supporters of the university. Uh, one of the uh, family members uh, is, is on our board of trustees, and his, uh, his uh, father and, uh, was as well. So th- this is a, a true family has been in Wyoming for a long time, make great contributions to the state in many ways, uh, and, then, uh, and definitely to the university. When a deanship is endowed, what is it, what exactly does that mean? It provides funding in perpetuity. So there's a the gift is put into an endowment, and then it generates uh, the proceeds of that. Then can be used by by the the, the dean to help uh, um, uh, launch new initiatives in the colleges um, uh, to uh, you know prioritize particular areas of research or or education. Uh, and and it's so it's 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 money, quite frankly, it's resources and money that a dean has to be able to uh, to to move the that particular college forward. So this doesn't pay a salary. What it is is it's a resource that I can dip into if I feel that my particular college down there at the University of Wyoming needs a, a new program or, as you said, an initiative. That's right. That's right. Now, the true deanship is for, you said, the, the business school down there? Col- yes, the College of Business. The Business That's College. Right. Uh, and, and the true family is quite involved in, in business here in the state of Wyoming. Does it tend to kind of go that way if, if uh, a family's uh, interested in a particular industry or they're heavily invested in it? That tends to be what they invest the endowment in? That, that's, that's definitely the case, Floyd. The, Good example of that is the the L. Bogan Deanship uh, in the College of Education. Uh, you know the 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 L. Bogan Foundation has done so much for the education system in Wyoming, not just higher education, but also K twelve. And uh, and so yes, that and that reflects the priorities of uh, of, uh, of Mr. L. Bogan, who's the late Mr. L. Bogan, for whom this is named, and his family is carrying on his wishes with his foundation to support particularly teacher development and educator development in uh, in Wyoming. And what a huge resource because th- 
these large donations end up sitting there just kind of generating interest and money themselves, and that's the money that they can use, correct? The money that's made from the money. That's correct. So these things are kind of there forever, or we hope they are. They are. They are. Yes, yes, indeed. And, and, you know, we're, Floyd, the University of Wyoming has been blessed by some very uh, generous folks over the years. Our, our, uh, Our university endowment that's managed by our foundation is approaching one billion dollars oh wow uh it's it's an incredible and you know compared with other schools of our size it's we're we're up you know that's the kind of number you'd see for schools generally considered a lot bigger than ours and so uh um so there are endowed faculty positions uh there are endowed of course scholarships where people have donated so that that money is is put in place and then it's invested and it generates uh, and generates revenue uh, that uh, that can be used for for programs and and for students uh, across the university. That's pretty amazing. Uh, I I was unaware that uh, endowments like this existed, but uh, you could basically you've got a future for that college. I mean, that is ensuring uh, resources for students and programs and research going forward. That's right. Exactly. That's pretty amazing. All right. Uh, I got to take a quick commercial break. We're going to have some more with the University of Wyoming right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Share it. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan American Legion Baseball is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. Did you know One Health cares for all of you? Your physical, your behavioral, and your social health. We're proud to continue to offer primary care, immunizations, pediatrics, senior wellness, and now dental services. One Health is a passionate team offering exceptional care for the entire body, all under one roof for all ages and all income levels, accepting Medicaid, Medicare, private insurance, as well as a sliding fee scale, in-person and telehealth. So schedule your next wellness exam. One Health is now located in the train depot and at onehealthcaresforall.org. Rackleton's is now back for dinner on Monday nights. And attention all ladies looking for a fun night out with your girlfriends, Come join us at Frackleton's Monday evenings where ladies get happy hour prices all evening. Relax and unwind in our stylish and welcoming atmosphere and let our friendly staff take care of all your needs. Whether you're celebrating a special occasion or just catching up with friends, dinner at Frackleton's Mondays with our ladies night is the perfect way to do it. Don't miss out. See you on Monday evenings at Frackleton's. So what's wrong, Fido? Did Timmy fall down the well again? What? You mean you don't want this dog food? You want a different dog food? Okay, so you want Northwest Naturals raw diets for dogs, sold locally only at the Health Nut? Wait, wait, you want some A-plus Answers raw goat milk formula with raw honey and organic cinnamon? And they have Northwest Naturals for cats, too? You guys stay right here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall right now. Are you a Main Street business owner feeling the effects of ongoing construction? Do you miss the hustle and bustle of busy foot traffic and the sound of cash registers ringing? Don't worry, Sheridan Media is here to help. 
Shared Media is offer advertising specials for any business on Main Street from Dow to Caffeine. Let us help you remind people that you are open and ready to do business with them, whether they use your front door or rear entrance. Not located on Main Street, but still want to support the community? We have a media package for you businesses that are not on Main Street. Our goal is to keep Main Street thriving, and we believe that supporting one another is key to achieving that. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned, Sheridan-based company that cares about the success of our community. Don't let construction deter your business. Contact me, Whitney Kessner, at 751-8389. Or me, Sue Engelhart, at 763-0097 for more information. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned, Sheridan-based company that wants to keep our main street thriving. Welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, I'm speaking with the Director of Institutional Communications at the University of Wyoming, Chad Baldwin. Now, Wyoming ranks number five on the best states for higher education list. Chad, what does this mean for the university to be that high on the list of best states for higher, higher education? Well, it certainly gives us a, something we can trumpet to the, to, the, you know, to the world, Floyd. I mean, uh, um, this is U.S. News and World Report ranking. Uh, they, they, they're kind of, I guess, historically the gold standard for college rankings. We are a top 100 university, public university, in that uh, just about every year. But now uh, this is a ranking for the whole state of Wyoming, uh, when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, high, Wyoming's whole higher education system, number five in the country. And, that's, uh, and what, so that's, yeah, that's something to brag about. Absolutely. Uh, in, 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 in your opinion, what, what do you think pushed us up there? Well, the, the, so the criteria is pretty well spared out, spelled out. And the big one is that uh, our students basically don't incur, incur very much debt. Uh, um uh, you know, more than half of UW graduates don't don't have any student debt when they graduate. Wow, which is just unheard of across the country, and and you know, our it's affordable when our because of the commitment of our of our uh, elected officials in Wyoming, uh, and and of course the university's board of trustees, uh, our tuition is very very low, and uh, and so that's that's a, a big factor in the ranking as well. Uh, also, at in the credit to the community. Uh, our community college partners here in the university, the University of Wyoming, uh, they uh, um, that's they play a part in this too, in that uh, uh, we have a pretty high community college graduation rate. So that was that was one of the things that that made Wyoming stand out. And you know the the I think within probably the last decade, maybe even less than that. The, all of the colleges kind of clicking and working together as one large education system here within the state of Wyoming. Do you think that played a part or, or maybe plays a part as certainly in graduation rates and, and debt? Well, I think so. Uh, Floyd, you bet. You know, as we've made, made it easier to transfer from the colleges to the university, um, that, that helps students get, you know, incur less debt because they don't have to spend as much time in college. They can graduate more quickly. Uh, that's, that's a big factor. You know, we, we, we were just up in Sheridan a little over a week ago. The university and, and Sheridan College had a 
event uh, um, that kind of celebrated our collaborations. Pointed out that uh, at the dental hygiene program at Sheridan College, which is great, that I think of their 19 graduates, a good number of them this spring also got their bachelor's degree from UW. So it's uh, um, those kind of things matter, and I think they do drive uh, the improvement in the rankings. You know, and I think I think things like that are just bottom line better for the student. You have a better experience. You when you transfer from a community college over to the university, you know, you're not having to take classes over again because the university doesn't count something that community colleges did, which which can be a very frustrating experience. Uh, I think that partnership, uh, everyone kind of clicking and working together is fantastic. How did that visit go? Can you give us a quick recap? Yeah, we had a great time. We had uh, uh, some current students from uh, at UW who are, who are from Sheridan County, uh, President Seidel, a faculty member, uh, in fact, the dean of our College of Arts and Sciences. We visited uh, all, you know, three of our high schools there during the day and then in the evening we had the event at Sheridan College where um, you know President Seidel and President Tribley both said some words and then the people actually doing the, the programs in agriculture in uh, in, uh, in in applied in computing software development um, and uh, in the arts uh, got to talk about them for, for a few minutes and so uh, had a good turnout uh, some good food provided by the great people at Sheridan College and and uh, had had a wonderful time. And matter of fact, talked to some people who say they listen to me every month on your show, uh, Floyd. Oh, that's fantastic! Uh, uh, got to sit down face to face. So anyway, um, uh, the Sharon College were very gracious hosts, and we had a, a wonderful time connecting with alumni and then other people in the community. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, you, you know, visits like that, I think, are. are very important kind of coming up and showing in person the partnerships and the way that a student can go from high school uh, all the way up to their doctorate right here in the state of wyoming utilizing many different colleges in the university uh kids staying home getting their education here uh and there's you're right there's fantastic opportunities here we've got new developments over in uh, the the computer software programming uh programs and you can move from there. Who knows? You know, if you go up to the University of Wyoming doing that kind of stuff, you may end up competing uh, to develop stuff for NASA, uh, which I think is great. Now, I'm going to switch gears on you here real quick because this is a, a, a pretty big topic in the state of Wyoming. We're very proud of our wild horses, uh, mm. you know, kind of a, a, a big symbol of the great American West. An article that has appeared in the Journal of Bioscience recently took a very close look at the wild horse population problems out here in the West. Chad, it was one of our people, uh, one of our graduates, who, who wrote this paper. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so, you know, it's a, this has been a real conundrum for, uh, for the federal government. And, 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 you know, as much as we love the sight of wild the horses in Wyoming, we know they have a have an impact and they uh, they can be a problem because they don't have any natural predators anymore and and they they do uh, you know compete for for grazing resources with wildlife and 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 livestock and so uh, we have experts uh, here at UW and then as you mentioned one of our PhD students now at Oklahoma State uh, they they kind of they were co-authors of this paper that basically made the argument that that uh, that 
we as a society and then our federal government needs to make a decision. Are we going to manage wild horses as wildlife? Are we going to manage them as livestock? Or are we going to manage them as pets? We need to choose one of those because we're trying to basically do all three right now, and it's not working very well. We've got a population problem, don't we, Chad? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. just too many. I mean, there's just too and And so, um, you know, the, the Bureau of Land Management uh, rounds them up, and, and uh, some are adopted, and some of them are sent to, you know, the, to, to private lands, uh, uh, you know, private property owners to house and that sort of thing. They've tried, you know, like uh, some, um, you know, to, to reduce their reproduction uh, with, uh, with um, uh, you know, sterilization type things and, and all that. But n- none of this has been sufficient. And, and there's just, just too many. Uh, and, and so what, what are you going to do? You know, how are you, how you going to deal with them? And if you chose one of those routes, there's things you could do, for example, if you treated them as wildlife, you could have uh, you could have hunting. That's what we do for all for for wildlife populations. When there's too many, we manage them. Uh, that's one. Now, a lot, a lot of people don't like that idea. So, all right, maybe you can manage them as livestock. Where there's a market out there. I mean, and as difficult as for some people to accept, and that you know that that uh, um, you know you could you could manage horses as wildlife and as, excuse me as livestock. And uh, and and you know have a have a slaughter and a process and and demand for the meat. I mean that's a possibility. Or you know if you decide we're just going to do pets, then you then you've got some other options there as well. But when trying to do all three, uh, it's it's not working. And that's got to be a real tough uh, on lawmakers. And and I tend to not. <laughs> try to have too much empathy with uh, lawmakers, but at the same time, you know, this is an iconic image of the West, and you don't want to just come out and say, you know what, let's go have a horse hunt, because like you said, that's not going to gain a lot of support. Slaughter is definitely an option, uh, and and there is going to be a demand for that meat, uh, but again, as you said, probably not a popular option. Uh, but uh, the pets, uh, it, that's got to be even more difficult to manage because then you're not controlling population as much. You know, I grew up, my father uh, purchases wild horses from the BLM, breaks them. Uh, usually he's gotten a little older, so now it's just for personal use. And it's been a while since he's done so. But his two favorite horses are both wild horses and, and got them broke, and, and now they traips all over God's country. Uh, but we've got to figure out a system, and I completely agree with this. So the paper that was written, though, mm-hmm. it basically just proposed uh, these alternatives to the current system, correct? Uh, did, they, did they say one would be better than the other? They don't. They didn't actually pick one. Okay. They just said we got to get one of these three, and and and, and that's we've got to make a decision and do it. And they used scientific backing. I mean, they they looked at the numbers uh, and they looked at, you know, even with more roundups that we've done in recent years in Wyoming, uh, we basically just moved horses from the Wyoming range to like places like Oklahoma. There's actually uh, the paper points out there's there's now twenty three thousand five hundred wild horses on private lands in Oklahoma. Wow, that's five. That's five times more than the number on open range in Wyoming. That is an incredible amount, and it's having an impact on 
Now it's private lands, and private landowners can do what they want. But there's going to be an there's going to be an ecological uh, cost associated with that as well. You know, so it's like we're we can we can move them around, and but they're going to have an impact. Absolutely, and and they're only going to you know produce more. Uh, so, you know, I was going to ask you if you think uh, lawmakers are going to move on this research, but it sounds like they're not really going to have a choice. Something's definitely got to be done. Yeah, it's it's a tough, tough thing, Floyd. I mean, this has been a problem for years and years. Of course, the, the, the federal law that prevents hunting or, or killing of wild horses, it goes back to 1971. And uh, and so it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know that there's any expectation that this paper is going to stimulate a quick solution. But you have scientists, and these are people, uh, you know, who, uh, I mean, I, I'm friends of actually one of them here at the university, uh, Jeff Beck, who, who like they do research and they see the impact this is having, and they, and and uh, they took the step of, of expressing kind of a, a scientifically informed opinion here, and uh, and um, it's in a it's in a scientific journal called Bioscience. And lawmakers will be able to lean on that information uh, when they do eventually do something. Chad, I want to yeah. thank you for coming on the show this morning, keeping us up to date on everything that's going on down at our university. Thank you much, my friend. Appreciate it, Floyd. Thanks. Now, all right, when we come back, we're going to speak with the Sheridan County Library System. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan American Legion Baseball is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. The 39th Annual Buffalo Lions Club Fishing Derby is happening Memorial Day weekend at Lake DeSmet. Get ready for a fun-filled weekend. The lake is located on I-97 miles north of Buffalo. There are $100 to $2,000 tagged fish and a total of over $50,000 in cash and prizes, including a Polaris Sportsman 570 Trail ATV. The 39th Annual Buffalo Lions Club Fishing Derby, May 27th through the 29th. Thanks again to their outstanding sponsor, Budweiser. Visit Valvoline Express Care for your next oil change or automotive repair. They perform quality oil changes quickly with no appointment necessary. They service all vehicle makes and models with products that exceed manufacturer specifications to ensure your new vehicle warranty remains intact. Stop in today and turn off that pesky oil change reminder. If you need new brakes, battery, tires, alignment, or a check engine light is on, they can take care of that too. Valvoline Express Care, powered by the brand you trust, 752 Coffee Avenue. This Memorial Day weekend, it's a store-wide sale at Moss Holders Design Center. Every single item, in stock or special order, is on sale this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Moss Holders' 18,000-square-foot showroom is filled with inventory. Choose from tons of in-stock dining room sets, living room sofas and sectionals, mattresses, or recliners. Moss Holders has lots of in-stock bedroom groups as well. Whatever room you'd like to update this summer, Moss Holders can help. 
That's Moss Holders Memorial Day Sale. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. This Memorial Day, Canes and Champion Funeral Homes invite you to a truly special event in honor of our fallen heroes and the families they've had the honor to serve. Join them on May 29th from 8 to 3 p.m. in the empty lot next to the Sheridan Municipal Cemetery, where they will have prepared a day filled with remembrance, togetherness, and gratitude. Look for the big tent with red, white, and blue balloons and enjoy a free brunch and lunch with delicious food. Kane and Champion Funeral Homes are here for you. May 29th, 8 through 3 p.m., don't miss this special Memorial Day event. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, they have a wide selection of estate jewelry, including gold, silver, and platinum. With new items arriving weekly, now is the perfect time to stop in. Items include pre-owned Rolex watches, vintage and modern rings, pendants, earrings, and more, all at great values. They're also buyers of gold, silver, and platinum jewelry, paying maximum prices for diamonds and fine gemstones. So hurry in to Legacy Diamond and Gems, where quality and value are always in style. Legacy Diamond and Gems. 11 North Main Street, downtown Sheridan. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of the show this morning, I am joined by the interim director of the Sheridan County Library System, Michelle Havenga. Good morning, Michelle. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing really good. Now, how are things going on down at our Fulmer Library? Everything seems to be okay. I mean, when I left yesterday, things were going along just fine and dandy. We did have, last week we had a little problem with our firewall, kind of knocked off the um, public internet access and some phones, but everything is fine and dandy now. Oh, so... I didn't touch it. I just want to make that clear. (laughs) I did not touch anything. I just mind my own business. But uh, so some folks may have had some problems trying to access the website, and that's why. Everything's good. You can come in the library, use our computers and things like that. Fantastic. How long was that a problem? Just a couple hours? No, it was. Uh, it went down on Sunday, and the IT guy got it back up uh, late Wednesday, early Thursday. Oh, wow. Big well, we problem. we had to order parts. We uh, are in Wyoming. You're forgetting. Yeah. 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 Takes a little bit longer yeah. to get the computer stuff. There's so much stuff. library tape you can use on these kind of things. <laughs> Tape it up. We'll we'll hey, get by. Library tape. That's better than duct tape. <laughs> it is. Yes. All right. Are you enjoying your time back, though? You know, I am. I am. There. I mean, things kind of come up, and we, I have really good staff, and it's like, what do we need to do? What can we do? You know, it's budget time. Ooh. So luckily, uh, Cameron Duff is at the courthouse. He sends me a document. He's filled all the numbers. I'm like, that looks like good numbers. <laughs> Send it back and all. But no, it is. It's nice to get back and seeing the public and seeing what's going on and realizing kids I had in story time, they kind of grew up. Yeah, they did. I mean, and some are graduating. I'm like, are you sure that they're... Did they really graduate? I just remember being in toddler time and running with scissors. It just goes by so fast, it does. doesn't it? It does, yeah. You know, uh, kids are graduating uh, at a high school over in Buffalo now that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was taking their photos for the newspaper, really? you know, <laughs> yeah. when they were in grade school. Yeah. And you just kind of shake your head, wow, where did that time go? I don't know, because I haven't changed at all. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I'm, I might be a little rounder, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I'm still the same. Oh, the absolutely. The rest yeah. of the world was supposed to remain like this. Yeah, take my word for it. He has not changed at all. I know you can't see him because it's radio. (laughs) Now, when it comes to things like a budget uh, Mm -hmm. during this transition of director, you said you're still talking with Cameron, yeah. who, who oh, yeah. I mean, he was the director for quite a few years. Yeah, 11 plus. So he really knows how to kind of nail all that down. So you're still, he's still in a way doing the budget. Absolutely. When when they decided to go with me as an intern director, I'm not a budget person. Um, I kind of, and that was one of the concerns. And the county commissioners were very clear that whatever 
Cameron needed to do through this budget time, he's doing it. Yeah. And so I just have to look at things and look at numbers and, and things like that. I mean, I'm responsible for, like, you know, hiring staff that we stay within the, the parameters of the budget. And as it's, it's always kind of interesting because now we're, the new budget begins July 1st. So we're trying to make sure that we spend the appropriate money, make sure we have everything. Because then there's kind of a, you know, July is not really a time to be spending money. Yeah. So the budget was that that was all cleared ahead of time with the county commissioners and Cameron, and so I get a, a message from him. I look, I say okay, and then I I send it right back. <laughs> or if I have to get the board approval, then I get the board approval. And then you know, and and so for a paperless society, we haven't quite achieved it yet. <laughs> and the library board is very understanding. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, now, uh, have you have you spoke with Cameron? Is he is he enjoying his new position up there does, at the county? He does. He um, does. I think it's a little more. Lot more going on, uh, yeah, and much more in the public eye. I would. I imagine. would think so, but he said that it's not as much fun as the library. So what can I say? <laughs> I, I yeah. could. I could probably see that much more <laughs> yeah. paperwork involved, yeah. Uh, yeah. administrative type of work. Right. Yeah. Plus, you know, he's being trained in his new role too. Yeah. So there's kind of a back and forth thing of, of you know, things happening. But as I say, I either call him or send him an email pretty much each day. I'm like, this has come up. I don't know what to do, but you know, let me know. And he's right back with me because a lot of it you want to make sure you get the the language correct and yeah. what you can say what you can't say or who does it go to and so yeah now you know when you're working at a library you might be back in the office for a little bit but you can always take a break <laughs> from that stuff yeah. and go up and and attend a story time or or oh, visit I thought you with meant the my kids office is right next to the back exit oh you mean going the other way yeah, yeah. absolutely you, yeah. you can take a break from the computer for a little bit and go be with the public yeah, absolutely or, or walk around and see what staff are up to going yeah. to the wyming room but i tried not going to story time because i i don't know if it was still confusing because kids still weren't quite sure what happened happened to me yeah i mean they would see me and they're like people would say where are you i said well i retired and then of course now i came back so most of my friends just come in the library point and start laughing like, <laughs> yeah, thanks for the support there but there is it's always nice and you know sometimes i can help patrons i still remember how to do some of the things yeah and just see what's going on it's and, nice and poor cameron all he can do now is just walk I around know. the courthouse <laughs> i know wandering aimlessly please return cameron to such and such office yeah. <laughs> i put a sign on it <laughs> he's right? probably just rolled his eyes on that one yeah all right now um have they given you an update on uh, their search for the new full-time? They, they have been doing interviews. Um, we're still getting applications. In fact, I just had one this morning that I forwarded to the search committee. Oh, wow. So they've done a couple of uh, Zoom interviews. And so it looks like, you know, there's pretty good candidates. I mean, it's hard because the director at, like, Laramie County down in Cheyenne, she's just retiring, so that position's coming open. Oh, wow. So there's quite a few openings just in Wyoming. There's competitive so, yeah, uh, so, field out there. Yeah, so it's sending good thoughts for, you know, a good director to come along and then I'll try and sort out my notes and I'm sure they can contact Cameron to try and figure out what I was trying to do in the interim. <laughs> I always specify interim. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Now, when it comes to the interest, though, it sounds like there's quite a bit that... Uh... There is, yeah. Um, I think our library is kind of in a unique position. The tricky part is, as anyone who lives here knows, trying to find a place to live in Sheridan is really hard. Yeah. And I know one candidate that became an issue and then her husband took a job in Gillette, so she went to Gillette. So there's a lot of things, and, and the board is aware of it, and they're trying to kind of think ahead about what can the, the library board offer um, you know, besides salary and benefits and things like that. But I feel like we have a really great library that yeah. somebody can kind of step in, maybe that they haven't had a large experience being a director, 
director or they've kind of been director of a large system already to do something that's maybe more hands-on and more, more personal public yeah because a lot of the big library systems they're pretty much ceos right i mean they're at the fundraisers and they're dressed up looking nice not that not that cameron wasn't that but um so this library there's a lot more going on a lot more chance to be with the public and of course with our three branches we really do serve the county right right and so you do you often have you taken little travels around to the other libraries well, i went to casper last week for a workshop oh wow yeah and it was on aging creatively and so there were like three of us who have definitely aged <laughs> we're listening to the young folk talking about being retired i'm like it's not yeah i can stay up late if i want to right right but can i you know type of thing or you're just gonna pass out on the couch again. yeah yeah that's what i've started to do just sleep in what it's we call okay, the yeah. dad chair oh good got good, a nice yeah. old lazy boy yeah, eventually just make sure there's nobody sitting there because once you go down you're down oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, you're out for the you count. Have your snacks, your soda. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, are there other positions open at the library currently, or is it just the director? If someone's looking to get into this field of work, is there something that they we can do? We actually do take application. There isn't uh, a position open except for the director right at this time. Uh, we did do a major hi- uh, hiring back in April for part-time positions. And then, as I say, our bookkeeper is also retiring uh, the end of this month. So we've had an, uh, a bookkeeper in training. So there's been that going on, too, along with all the other things. But Wow, lots yeah. of changes at the library. I know. It's, it's like, you know, it, I always say, like, you know, you go someplace and people have their name tags or masking tape. It's like, they're not going to be here very long. I'm like, do I need to be wearing my masking tape? You know? uh, Where's my name tag? But, you know, if you're interested in, in librarianship as a career, always feel come in and talk to us. Yeah, uh, Librarians absolutely. are kind of, I mean, they're called, you know, information specialists or statisticians. They're librarians. And so if you're interested, you always can come by and talk to us. And we have in the past an internships. Um, again, with everything going on right now, we don't we haven't done it for a bit. Yeah. But um, well, you've got this going on. Plus, you have all the construction that's happening. How's oh, we have that construction? going? Construction? When did that happen? <laughs> yeah, we do. Our, the, they're supposed to be done at the end of the month. Oh wow! Okay. So fingers crossed and all that. But people are going to be so impressed with the inner circle. It is going to be a fantastic meeting room area, and that type of thing. It's just a few. You know, like lights and sound panels and things like that. So, but the introduction of some great technology. Oh, up it there is because well. we have the hearing loop in that helps people with the Bluetooth hearing aids, and the acoustics are going to be very good in the room, and so that's exciting. They're starting work in the children's library, building the new tween area. Oh, how's that going along? Well, they did the painting. At least it looks like there's there's different paint on the wall. <laughs> so I kind of walk around saying, okay, okay, you know, just okay, yep, yep, yep. And a point, smile. Oh, yeah, yeah like yeah. I know what's going on. Exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 You just and gotta... we have our new media shelving up, so we moved all the playaways and the books on CD are over on the other side of the circulation desk. We separate out the playaways because people didn't like them being with the CDs, so those are all separated out. It's nice shelving. You can see things very clearly. And um, so hopefully people can come in, and, and if you can get through Main Street construction, and just remember, there is a four-way stop now at Alger and Brook Street. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Seen yeah. a few people forget that Ooh, that's there, yeah. I would imagine, Did huh? I miss something? Yeah. <laughs> and the library doesn't get a cut of any, you know, Tickets, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just want to clarify that one. Yeah. Now, when it does come to construction, you said they're probably going to be done, hopefully, 
fingers crossed, end yeah. of the month. Right. Is this the end of the construction for the Fulmer, or are we going to start another project? Well, we have another time? project in the in the works, and that is we're swapping the teen area into the area that we have the adult internet computers, and putting the adult internet computers in the the teen area. So that was that's not really part of the construction. It was just something we were able to do on our own. A little bit of remodel type of right, yeah. and and we just need to have electrician come and and do the computers they were hardwired anyone knows what that means that i'm told to say hardwired <laughs> yeah. and then of course the children's and then that should take care of construction for a while now i've only got about three minutes oh. left let's talk about uh, puppy time at oh, the library what is this tomorrow at three thirty in the children's theater seal hope is bringing seven german shepherd puppies and anyone that knows her she raised breeds and raises german shepherds and these dogs go on to be working dogs but part of their socialization as puppies is spending time at the nursing home and things like that and then we bring them to the library so we can all have puppy time oh that's so fantastic. it's just a great thing and there's no no problem because you can't take the puppies home with you. Seal is very careful to search. Even librarians, we get searched too. <laughs> so they're good for about half an hour, so about 3.30 to 4 o'clock. And that's just in the children's theater and just come and have fun. Oh, that's fantastic. You just take the kids down there about 3.30 yep, yep. and uh, get some puppy time in. Everyone does better with puppy time. I think so. And then we all take a nap with the puppies later. <laughs> I think we should. I mean, I'm the director. I should have to say it. You've this. got a call in all yeah, of this, yeah. Michelle. Yeah. All right. Real quick. The summer programs for kids. I've only got two minutes left. Okay. Let's talk the about the kids. The summer programs start on June 11th or 12th. I'm sorry. And it goes till July 28th. And it. Again, it's just a fun thing to get kids into reading. There's a whole bunch of programs scheduled. You don't have to sign up for them. You can just come. We invite visitors to the area to join in our programs. So you don't have to have a library card. It's great to have a library card, but if you don't have one, you can still join in the fun. And there's calendars in our newsletter, in the children's library. There's also adult reading program and young adult, and also on our webpage. And you can just call us and we can say things. We also welcome child care providers to bring their kids to the programs. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So we do ask that adults bring a child. You yeah. know, just, just one of those. <laughs> Better for Ho everyone. Hopefully one that you know. Yeah. <laughs> but there's not going to be, there's only one puppy time. Okay. okay, so this is a one-time opportunity one tomorrow opportunity at 3.30. Yeah. All right, this, that's not going to be a regular part of the uh, program. Well, we used to do it. We used to do it. I mean, that was all pre-COVID type of thing. And Seal takes her dogs to, um, she used to bring the dogs for reading with dogs time and things like that. So I'm hoping this kind of get get things back and going. Yeah, once construction's done and all the remodels finished, right. mm-hmm. I mean, we got to let the dust settle a little bit before we start Oh, no, something we don't new. let dust settle. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Michelle, you're amazing. Thank you so much for <laughs> coming on the show oh, and sitting you. with me this morning. All right, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. business deserves a strong partner. First Federal Bank and Trust provides cash management services to help your business collect, disperse, and manage funds. Whether you need merchant services or positive pay fraud protection, our team will find the tools that best support your business. Contact a cash management officer today by visiting efirstfederal.bank. 
First Federal Bank and Trust is your partner in success. Member FDIC. Will you be a winner in our $2,000 gift card giveaway at the Sheridan Commercial Company? Hi, Kurt Smith here. Today through Friday, June 2nd, we're giving away $200 in gift cards each day for 10 days. So come in today and register. In fact, you can come in every day and register. No purchase necessary. There are lots of chances to win. You could be part of the $2,000 gift card giveaway. Sign up today. Thanks from the Sheridan Commercial Company. We appreciate your business. Open seven days a week. In this day and age, everyone's looking for a great value deal. Well, look no further than your locally owned McDonald's. The $3.50 value deal is available at your McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Choose from a McDouble, hot and spicy, or six-piece chicken McNuggets, plus a small fry for $3.50. Now that is a value. Don't forget to download the McDonald's app for even more great deals. Look no further for a great value deal than your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Get ready for summer with CMB Supply. We have your yard care essentials in stock and ready to go. Grass seed, John Deere mowing equipment, rakes, shovels, garden supplies, bird feeders, and more. Also get your free gift with any $20 purchase. Come in to visit us at CMB Supply. We're on Heartland Drive and we're open Monday to Friday from 7.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. And then on Saturday, we're open from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Whether you're planting a tree or digging a foundation, contact One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Call two business days before you dig. It's free and required by law. Repairs to utilities can be expensive. Cutting a gas line or electrical line can be deadly. No matter if it's weekend yard work or major construction, call One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Sponsored by Public Service Commission, Wyoming Association of Broadcasters in this station. This is Liz Kincaid, host of the new video podcast called Sheridan County Ag Update. Join me this week as I visit with Niall Merritt Heifer Coordinator, Shelby Shaw. Sheridan County Ag Update presented by Heartland Kubota, Truebill Builders, and Cowboy State Bank. You can find my video podcast each week and other interviews under the podcast tab on SheridanMedia.com. Join me, Liz Kincaid, host of Sheridan County Ag Update on SheridanMedia.com. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-O-B, Sheridan.